Welcome to the Ladies Who Lead podcast. This is a community of women supporting women. Tune in every other Thursday to hear from SK Vaughn as she catches up with ordinary ladies doing extraordinary things. We will cover topics like diversity and inclusion, gender pay gap, thought leadership, and respect in the workplace. We want to celebrate with you and hear stories of success and hard lessons learned. Whether you are a lady who leads in the boardroom or a lady who leads in your community, this is the place for you. Let's do this. Hi, I'm SK Vaughn, and I'm excited to join you here on the podcast solo. That's right. Um, It's a very special occasion. I'm not sure if you've heard, but we are turning one year old. That's right. You heard it here. So the Lazy Lead podcast is officially one year old. Very exciting. Cannot wait to jump into this podcast and share more about the ups and downs and everything else in between that really was the motivation behind the podcast. Um, And these are a majority of the questions are either from friends or those who are on uh, social who are asking some of these questions. So I can't wait to dive in. Before we begin, I always kick things off with how are people surviving and thriving this week. Since I'm going solo, I will start and finish. Um, So how am I surviving? This week in particular has been just a busy week full of uh, highs and lows and just everything happening at once. And I'm just really surviving and just putting one foot forward. You know, you have those weeks where you feel like, okay, I've been super busy, but what have I actually gotten done? And that's where I find myself this week. And I hate that because I'm a constant to-do list person. I get a sick thrill from like highlighting things off of my to-do list. I know I'm crazy. You're probably just rolling your eyes there, but it, it brings me joy. It makes me feel accomplished for the day when I can cross some things off my list. And there's just been some things hanging out there this week that just cannot seem to go away. And so um, here we are. And then how am I thriving this week? You know, it's the little things. Um, it's having friends text you and tell you, wow, like I listened to the podcast for the first time. That's really awesome. I didn't think about it that way. Or it's Mayfair, my sweet dog, who is trying to eat the cake for the picture for the big birthday post and taking really fun, candid pictures with me and just reminding me to be present and to enjoy the little moments in between. And so it's, it's, that's how I'm thriving this week. I think it's in the little moments of just having a moment to be thankful. And that's what I'm trying to practice right now in my day-to-day is just to be grateful for where I'm at and for the life that I get to lead and, uh, and for the people I get to enjoy it with. And so that's how I'm currently surviving and thriving this week. All right. So let's get to the fun part. Let's get to all the questions that you've been asking. <laughs> this should be fun and interesting. So the first question was, you know, what inspired you to start the podcast? This is a loaded question because um, I started the podcast in kind of a messy middle of life. Um, I wasn't feeling fulfilled personally. I really wasn't feeling fulfilled professionally at that point in time. And I desperately needed a form of expression. I also felt this deep desire to want to grow what I was going through. And that probably sounds really cliche, 
but I was just in a position at that point in time that I just felt like there was no growth trajectory. There was no winning the day. There was no pushing an idea forward. It felt very um, 1950s at times and very isolating. It was just a very difficult time in my life. And I felt very alone in that. And this podcast was really my way of saying, hey, I'm not going to learn my place. I'm going to be a female leader and I'm going to do it this way. And so this was my way of really, truly expressing myself, but then also helping to educate myself and others along the way. And, you know, you're probably thinking, well, the Me Too movement was big, feminist movement. And I will say that's not really what inspired this at all. It was, I thought we were way past that. But at this point in the season of life, it was very clear to me that, especially in the South, (laughs) gotta love the South for what it's worth. Not everyone has caught up to speed with women's rights and um, gender roles within the workplace and what that looks like. Are, Are there such thing as gender roles within the workplace? Well, you better believe in the South. There definitely is. And so I've just learned a lot. And this podcast really provided a platform to hopefully get to connect with you all and share in collective stories and learn and grow together Um, and to really educate ourselves and to have fun, but yet deep conversations. They're not always academic, of course, but I think these are real people going through real problems and having the courage to step forward and say, look, I'm right there with you that's powerful. And that's really what inspired me to create the podcast. All right. So someone asked me on Instagram, you know, what were, what are my goals for the podcast? Like, what are my five-year goals, two-year, one-year? Great question. (laughs) That's evolving constantly. I never really set out for this podcast to be what it is today. I feel like I have a, there's a lot of expectation of what it should be or what it could be. And again, like I started this for expression purposes and for um, educating myself and others. And it wasn't until recently that I've really started to think through, okay, this thing is starting to actually be legit. You're, (laughs) you're doing this. And so I guess my five-year goals or plan would be, and I'm not going to give you smart goals, even though I'm a big fan of those, just ask the team that I work with. Um, I'll give you some pretty like good goals. They're just not going to be very um, like measurable and I'm not going to tell you numbers, but I definitely in five years would like to see a membership for the Ladies of the podcast. So providing a community where women can really learn and grow and thrive together is definitely in the near future. I would love for that to definitely be finalized in the fifth year of running the podcast. And I would love the idea of, you know, membership meetups. So different communities of women meeting up and having a topic and talking through something all around the nation and potentially around the world. And it could, it could be like a, a happy hour. It could be a lunchtime. It could be a morning breakfast type situation, but just to be in community with one another and to share stories without fear of, of being found out or, or, you know, having to put it on a podcast, but to have true community and true um, authenticity in groups of women, I think is really what I would like to see it grow to. Also in the fifth year, I think it would be really amazing to have a conference where we have panel discussions. We've got keynote speakers. We have a lot of unique opportunities for mentorship and growth within um, Ladies Who Lead. 
And I would love to be able to do that in a big way. Um, so that would be a goal for my fifth year. Um, also like in, in the near future, in the next year, I've already been talking with some companies, but definitely having some sponsorship opportunities. So like ads, um, but only the kind of ads that don't make you cringe, the kind that actually are authentic. Uh, I want to make sure that I've tried every product and that I fully believe in the mission and vision of that company's, uh, brand promise. And so, only sharing the good stuff with my friends who were listening, but I definitely would love to see that grow and develop into some pr- pretty cool sponsorship and ad placements with different companies. And that is definitely um, within the next year it is happening. So get excited. Of course, merch is definitely in our future, like apparel, all of that. And then also I'd love for it to turn into a place of network. So like a networking opportunity, but also for job postings in different communities. I want women to be able to share opportunities on their team and to help further grow and develop other women to be able to take that next position and to have a seat at the table is very important to me. So I see something like that in the near future as well. To be continued, I don't want to give it all away on the podcast, but just know it's coming. What has been the biggest challenge so far? Mm. Well, this is a great question. I'm a one woman kind of show. So that's a challenge in and of itself. I don't really have anyone I can call upon to really help me. And so I think time management and just not overextending myself to try to do it all on top of work, on top of having some some form of a personal life, <laughs> celebrating friends who are near and far. And then also the podcast has been a really big challenge trying to juggle it all. It does take me at least four hours to edit each episode. It takes me at least two hours to interview because I do pre-screenings and screen and actually the interview. And then I also do some pre-work to research. So all in, I'm looking at um, eight hours an episode which is great. And I love it, but, um, yeah, it's a lot, which is really fun and fulfilling. It's just a matter of getting creative with my time. Like, what do I enjoy most about the podcast? I think I really enjoy the interviews. (laughs) I think most podcasters would say that like, they don't really love all the other grunt work that you have to do, but it, it can be fun in and of itself to try and learn new things. I liked, I'm a big believer I never want to stop learning. I never want to stop growing. So this podcast has pushed me beyond what I thought I was capable of doing. And so I enjoyed that aspect of the podcast, but I also really absolutely love the relationship side of this. I mean, I get to talk to really like just badass women who are doing awesome things in their community, at work, through their church, through nonprofits, um, at home, being a stay-at-home mom, you know, with three kids under the age of six, like, wow, that's a feat. And so I get to talk to these ladies and I get to break it down with them and, and ask them probing questions and have fun with it. And there's, you know, we, we laugh and hopefully there's not too many tears that are shed, but there's a few because there's some pretty like powerful stories. At least season one was definitely that season two is even better. So catch up if you haven't. But that's probably my favorite part is getting to interview women and hearing their story and making that connection. How does it feel to be officially one year old? (laughs) Well, I can tell you a funny story. It feels really great. 
So I'll answer that part, but I'll tell you a funny story. I was at Publix, shout out to Publix. This is not your ad placement, but (laughs) I was at Publix and I was getting a balloon blown up for one of the pictures I was trying to desperately capture. Again, I'm a one woman show. So everything's really funny behind the scenes, trying to do this all by yourself. But I was at Publix and the girl was like, oh, wow, are you having a baby? Like, is this for a shower? And I just kind of like smiled real big. And I was like, yeah, you could say something like that. And just kind of like, I was like, no, I'm just kidding. I have a podcast and kind of went into the spiel, but I was just cracking up because it was like this white and pink looking uh, balloon. And I was just thinking, yep, it probably does look that way, but um, it feels really good. It feels really encouraging. I set really small. The, the standard was really low for me. I'm just going to say that I set the bar really low for myself. I made really small goals to begin with. I was like, okay, SK, just record one and see how it goes. Just record two and see how it goes. And then when I got to like my third or fourth, when I was like, okay, like I'm on to something, like I, I can figure out how to use this software and I can kind of finagle my way through what might sound best. And of course, as you listen throughout season one, you're going to hear the ebbs and flows of SK trying to figure out, you know, sound and all of the bells and whistles that go along with the different softwares to use. But I feel really accomplished. I feel good because I told myself, okay, just show up, show up in this space. You don't have to have it figured out. Probably no one's listening. I would like to say my mom was listening, but she just started listening like a month ago. She's like, oh, wow, you've got a podcast. Um, let me listen. So it was really just like me listening, like, you know, fan base of one. And so I really had low standards going in. Like, let me just get started. Let me try this thing. All I can do is, you know, learn something along the way, because I don't believe failure is like the end all be all. I think you always are learning from whatever life deals or whatever you step into. I think there's always a way forward and there's always a lesson to be learned. I had really small goals to begin with, like just produce one a week, you know, just do this, just do that. And I I keep that in the back of my mind because it helps me to put one foot in front of the other. I think it can get really overwhelming with any project or with any passion project or, or whatever it may be for you. If you look at it like a big old hamburger, I have to eat this in one bite. You immediately feel overwhelmed. At least I do. And so I just remind myself to take bite size pieces because I can't finish the whole burger in one big gulp. It's the same with a big project, just little by little, one foot in front of the other, you can do it. And so I think I'm really proud of myself for just freaking doing it and having the courage to do it. So many people have told me, wow, you're, you have so much courage. Like I'm so, you're so brave for doing this. And I'm just like, wow, I must be really out there in terms of most other people. But I think when you're really passionate about something that you love it so much you don't think it's that brave you just know you need to do it and I think I'm proud of that I'm proud of sticking to my guns and just doing it what has been my favorite interview to date huh that's a tricky one because they're all really freaking good it's difficult too because you know (laughs) I want people to come back and, and be on again I really loved Laura Quick's episode recently that we just did. That one's really amazing. Um, She just has such a strong conviction for what she's doing and it's unapologetically herself. And I I really appreciate that. Nancy Legg, who you haven't heard from yet, she's on season two. 
I love her. You can ask anybody in the office. I'm like, oh, I just love Nancy. She's so great. I hope I get to do more things with her. She just, you know, there's people in life that just fill up a space and just give you life. And then there's like the detractors of the world that just really just consume everything in sight and leave you with like no life, no energy. Nancy gives you life. She just feeds your soul in a way that just makes you want to be around her. And so Nancy's episode is all about Better Kombucha. It's her company that she started a few years ago in her late 50s. She talks about just getting started and just doing it, no matter how old, how young, how inexperienced she might be. And I just love that lady. And so both of those really stick out to me. Of course, there are so many other good ones. Uh, Megan McCollum, she is all about creating public space and like art. And I think that was a really powerful, powerful episode too, but they're all good. Honestly, every single one of them is really good in their own unique way. And so it's, it's hard to say what is my absolute favorite, but those, those three come to my mind initially, but they're all so good. Next question is, what do you hope your friends walk away from the podcast learning every other week? (laughs) Well, friends. I hope that you walk away feeling like you've got a friend on the other line. I hope that you feel like you're not alone and that you're chosen and that you're worthy to take up space. And um, you may not have it all figured out today and you certainly won't have it all figured out tomorrow, but we're all on a journey. And so I hope that people leave the podcast feeling reassured, feeling um, encouraged, And feeling like they're doing the dang thing and that they've got somebody who's going to laugh and cry alongside with them. Yeah. So that's what I hope. I hope that's what you all get from this. (laughs) If not, just uh, DM me on Instagram and let me know how you really feel. Um, What's next for the Ladies Who Lead podcast? Great question. Um, definitely want to wrap up season two. We're already in halfway through the year, which is crazy to believe in terms of like having all the interviews lined up and recorded. I love to see a place in which I can get more active on social. If I can get, um, really caught up with the podcast, I'd like to get a little bit more engaged there. We have an email that's monthly. If you haven't signed up, it's really great. We're doing um, some insider like sneak peek type stuff. So that's been happening well. We're doing some really cool thank yous to the people who come on the podcast. We're doing some like merch and apparel to say thank you to them for coming on. And then I hope that that apparel uh, will be available on the website in the near future. Um, So I believe that's what's coming up next. So yes, that's all I'm going to say for now. Again, to be continued. Last question is, you know, why do you feel so passionate about representing women in this space? That's a really good question. I want to be very clear that there's other movements that have gone on around that are very feminist driven, and this can be perceived as that too. And I certainly want to continue to advocate for women and for myself. However, 
I want to make it very clear that when I'm asking for more space or at the table or a seat at the table, I'm not diminishing anyone else's light or taking away their seat. I just want there to be a quality at the table and more people at the table. And so I'm always going to advocate for a seat at my table um, whenever I have it, because I think that that's what's best. It's not men versus women. It's not minority versus the majority. It's, it's none of that. It's, it's about this idea of inclusivity and making everyone feel welcome, seen, heard, and valued when they're around your table. And so that's why I'm passionate is because I see such a disconnect in the world. Other parts of the country are a little bit more progressive, which I can appreciate at times. Um, I think the South is uniquely positioned because we've got morals and values that we've, and, and other areas do too. I'm not knocking other areas, but I feel like the South really has great traditions to an extent, but I also feel like we have such an opportunity to progress, to get better. And it really sucks when you walk into the workforce and we're so behind. We're not in the year 2022. There's no way. I thought we were. I was blindsided when I walked into some recent positions and realized that they were acting as if it was like 1950. I needed to learn my place or don't feminize my project, all the things that were said. And that's why I'm passionate because no one is less than. No one should be made to feel as if they can't take up space or they can't speak up. And I will promise you in all my years, which is not very many, But as I continue to grow and evolve as a person, and I really want to leave the world better than I found it, I want my kids or my daughters and their daughters to know what it's like to have equal pay. And again, I've experienced a lot of different industries and a lot of different sectors, and some are really great, and some really need to catch up. And it's just not okay to make excuses anymore or to turn a blind eye to it, um, especially when that same person is a male and the other one's a female and they're doing the exact same job that I'm not okay with. And the, the pay discrepancies are crazy. And so that's why I'm passionate is because I've seen it firsthand. A lot of times you don't get passionate about something until it slaps you in the face. It's kind of like not my problem. You know, you just don't think about it until it's like right there. And I think this was kind of a wake up call for me because I really thought we were past this in today's time, but it's become more and more clear to me that we just haven't. And so I think that's why it's so important to continue to speak up and to have a voice, because if you don't, we're going to go back in history. We're not going to go forward. And that's why. I show up and talk and advocate for different areas within, I would think, basic rights of individuals, but specifically women, is because that's my perspective. I am a female, and that's the seat I sit in, and um, it's not always rosy, and I think it's okay to talk about that. I think there's other good things that are happening in the world, too, though. 
And so I hope that the podcast reflects that. I think that there's really serious moments and then there's really fun moments. And then there's just probably really silly moments. And I think that's what makes up the world in a lot of ways. And so that is really my why. And that is really what I hope other people see in the efforts towards the podcast and why I'm so passionate about women's rights and sharing and advocating on behalf um, of females from a female perspective, because that is my perspective. However, I love the men too. I think y'all are great. I just want more representation and more um, diversity across the board. And that's getting into, you know, racial relations, but I think that's an important piece of the conversation too. And so um, if that's the one thing I can do in this world is talk about it and hopefully talk with a lot of unique people about their perspectives and their stories, then then I'm going to do it. And so um, that's my why. And that's why I'm passionate about what I get to talk about on the podcast. Okay. There was one more question that I'm done for real. (laughs) Uh, Someone asked, where did the name, the ladies who lead come from? Great, great question. Well, I wanted to (laughs) throw around a lot of crazy ideas. I wanted to be, you're going to laugh at this. I wanted the podcast originally to be the women who grind like G-R-I-N-D, like, you know, we're grinding. And then the more I thought about that, um, the worse it got in my brain of what that could allude to. And so that one didn't really stick. I thought it was gutsy though. I thought it was very ballsy. Um, but ultimately that one didn't, didn't land very well. Um, and I wanted it to be um, ladies who lead, but Again, I had to make sure I had all my domains and handles on social and all the things. And so the ladies who lead is really something that I felt passionate about, but also found a sweet spot that no one else was in. And so that's really how it came to be. And I really love it. I think it can mean a lot of different things. And I think it can also translate into different seasons of your life. And I think that you lead in different ways throughout those different seasons not a linear path. And so I, I like the name. I'm excited about it. And aren't you all happy that you're not listening to the ladies who grind? (laughs) Um, so you're welcome, but that's how the name came to be. All right. Switching gears. Now it's time for the leading ladies. We love rapid fire game. This is going to be fun because you know, I'm playing this game by myself. So this should be really great. First adjective is bold. Wow. A lot of people come to mind, like a lot of women, a lot of men. Bold, I would have to say off the top of my head, because this is where I'm at in life. Brittany Harper, she is a strategist with me at the agency that I work for, Electromagnetic Marketing Agency. And um, she works on the team with me and she's just very bold. She is unapologetically herself and speaks what is on her mind. And I can appreciate that at times. And I think that there's some real power in being able to really advocate for yourself in the moment. That's not always the easiest thing for me. Next word is inspiring. I chose Simone Biles. I think she is super inspiring and she's like my age and she's done so much in such a short amount of time. 
I mean, from being able to be the GOAT of gymnastics to like hitting all these crazy records that no one else has been able to hit in terms of their score. Um, even like into like the male category, like she's up there with, with the guys hanging and flipping around and doing great things. I think that's incredible. I think there's a lot of discipline and long hours and training that goes into being able to condition your body to that point where you can control it that well is very impressive to me. And to do it all at her age on top of life and being a kid and all the things that happen with that. Like she also, you know, was sexually abused by the team doctor for USA Gymnastics and spoke out against him. I think that's very brave and very um, inspiring to do that in the midst of also preparing for the Olympics. She also carried her team in the last Olympics because she's that good. And then this past Olympics, she was unable to compete at the level that she felt like she needed to because she was having like the spins, the spinning, whatever they call them. And basically what it equates to is like, you can't control your body, like your range of motion because you're like psyched out in your head. And those moves that she's doing are really freaking hard. And being able to do, not being able to have control of your body like that can really make a difference in the in your rotation and like sticking the landing. And I mean, that can really cost you. I mean, one bad move and, you know, she could completely have injured herself and taken herself out for her entire career. And so being able to have the mental capacity to say, look, I'm not okay. I know I'm competing on the world stage and all of the eyes are on me. But I need to take a back seat and I need to do what's best for me. I, I need to take a beat. I need to pause and reflect and maybe do this again, maybe not. And I have so much respect for that because, wow, I don't know if I could have had the courage to say, okay, I'm not okay and I can't continue. But she did. And so that's really inspiring to me. Authentic. Wow. Well, this person is on the top of my mind because I was just at her wedding, Abby Condit. I've known her forever. We grew up together. She is probably one of the most authentic people I've ever met. She just recently married her partner, Asante, and the ceremony was absolutely beautiful. They both had the most heartfelt and genuine vow exchange. Like, I mean, I've never teared up that much in a wedding. That's saying something. Just the most authentic person and just truly herself and we were laughing, we were crying. The whole wedding ceremony was just beautiful and authentic. And um, I feel like she leads an authentic life and is unapologetically herself. And I have so much respect for that. Next word is creative. I would have to shout out Memory Smith. She helped create the podcast artwork. We used to work together once upon a time. And this girl literally is the epitome of creative and she does her job so well that she can take what you're thinking and make it into something that you never imagined was possible and she does it with such grace and with such ease and she's able to be really patient with people in the process and I just think that she's incredibly creative. Last but not least, mentor. I would have to shout out Nicole Beecham. She really changed how I thought about marketing. She really kind of taught me the foundational elements of like digital marketing 
and being able to actually show results and measured success and the return on investment within marketing and really kind of opened my eyes to a career path that I didn't really see possible for myself. I'm just very thankful for her. And then she continues to check in with me all the time and is just a true friend and a true mentor. And I'm better because I have met her. And so thank you, Nicole. She's also on the podcast, so check out her episode. Um, And that is the end of the Leading Ladies We Love Rapid Fire game. That was my first time getting to be on the other side of this. That was fun. All right. Well, this has been a lot of fun. It's exciting to have turned one year. Happy anniversary to Lazy Lead Podcast. I hope there are many, many more years to come. And I just appreciate you all for continuing to listen, to continue to support and advocate and share the podcast with your friends and family just really means the world to me. Thank you so much. And then if you want to connect with me outside of the podcast, you can find me on Instagram at skvon underscore. And I'm also on LinkedIn, skvon. This has been really fun and I just appreciate you all continuing to listen. So thank you. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Ladies Who Lead podcast. Looking for another way to engage with the Ladies Who Lead podcast? Check out our Instagrams and our show notes at the Ladies Who Lead. And don't forget to check out our website, www.theladieswholead.com. Until next time, I'm SK Vaughn.